0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chick Foley Show, the elite, the most elite podcast on the internet. You're listening to us. While I'm in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios here in Baltimore. My name is Phil Gentile. My lovely co-host is uh, across the the country, across the world, uh, yeah. the Queen of Pod style, Sheena Phelps. How are you, Sheena?
1: I'm doing well, man. Taking it easy over here.
0: Nice. Yeah, we uh, have a lot to talk about on the show here. You can follow us. Let's get the social media stuff out of the way first. Uh, some little housekeeping here. You can follow Sheena on Instagram at Chick Foley. You can follow me, I, I Hate J.J. Reddick. The uh, the show is Chick Foley Show on, on Twitter. And uh, you can shoot us an email with any questions or concerns or rants at AskChickFoley at gmail.com. Uh, Sheena, what are we going to start off the show with today?
1: Well, I think one of the biggest things that happened uh, this past week was the uh, All Elite Wrestling Rally that took place on Tuesday uh, in, in conjunction with uh, SmackDown Live. So um, there was there's lots to cover there. Lots of things happened, and it was, it was pretty exciting. Did you get to like see any of the highlights or you know watch any of it at all?
0: I did. I'm, I'm going to sound like a huge hater on all of this, so I want you to go into some of the details first because I didn't watch it live or anything like that, and I have mm-hmm. uh, some serious concerns uh i don't know i just feel like when i when i see stuff like this like i want them to succeed i'm not going to be a total hater but i i feel like when you see like an ex-girlfriend out with like a dude at the mall or something that's how i feel like i don't (laughs) i don't want this to do well like i love the wwe so much and obviously there's room for competition that you know it's probably going to be better for the wwe if they did have competition but uh it just i don't know it just i've never been a huge fan of cody I know you're a huge fan of the Young Bucks, and mm-hmm. I just hate their faces. They have the most—they just have a shit-eating grin all the time, and I don't know if that's their gimmick or not. But tell me, tell me why I should care about all. Or tell the people listening, more importantly, why they should call care that all Elite Wrestling is now a thing.
1: Well, you know why you should care is uh, there was a couple of a couple of they've announced uh, that Neville, aka Pack, is is signing with AEW, um, as well as Chris freaking Jericho um, which I think is the biggest the biggest name that they've been able to pull and you know they just have all these big promises it's kind of like I feel like it's election season all over again and you're kind of getting those like you know those tv commercials that like promise all this change and all these things um and I'm hopeful and I hope that they can provide all the things that they're saying they can but part of me is like I feel like I'm getting duped, like I'm getting sucked in and they're just going against all of the things that WWE does and they're just trying to like, just like kind of low-key bash WWE without really doing it. You know, um, there was at one point, um, you know, Cody was talking about how, they were going to take care of all their wrestlers and stuff. And you know that wrestlers are the lowest paid, um, you know, athletes in the business and, um, that they're, it's going to change with all elite wrestling. Right. So they're really going to just like step their game up and like roll the red carpet out and pay these guys accordingly. And also, um, Khan, Tony Khan sent out a tweet and was saying that, you know, they're going to take care of the boys and whatnot, and, and they were going to have health insurance, and I'm wondering if they're going to, like, unionize, because, you know, WWE has, like, you know, they're all independent contractors, you know, and they act like these guys at WWE are, like, eating ramen <laughs> yeah, for dinner exactly. every yeah. night, you know what yeah. I'm saying, like, these these guys are getting, are getting pretty nice salaries, even, like, the uh the D level wrestlers are they, they have a nice salary. I mean, granted they do like they do have some crappy parts of their of their contract. Like they don't have health insurance. They don't, um they do pay for a lot of their own travel and accommodations and stuff like that. And they're on the road like, you know, three hundred plus days a year, which kind of sucks. But um You know, I I just think it's funny how they're just like saying all this, all this stuff, and making all these promises. And they're saying they're gonna, you know, the all elite wrestlers are gonna have less travel, and um, wins and losses are gonna matter like they've never mattered before. Is something that Cody said, which leads me to believe, like, like I I don't know what what that means. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what kind of structure they're gonna have in place um, where your wins and losses are really going to dictate what what and how you get to perform you know
0: they also said uh there's no good guys or bad guys which which Vince McMahon said almost verbatim when the attitude era started but it also just doesn't make any sense i mean you have to give people someone to cheer for and somewhere to boo against i mean i know you're you're appealing to the one percenters you're appealing to the smart internet people that you know are fed up with the wwe right i mean that's who they want right and they're smart i mean these guys are are younger guys they are born into social media and what the fans want so obviously when you're going to launch a product you're just going to be on the ball and just give them everything they want but number one how long can that last um right. are, are you just going to have a great wrestling show that has no storylines i mean because that's yeah, not that gonna last gonna long next... you know
1: yeah That was going to be my next point is like, you know, with, with that, I was kind of thinking like they're, they're not going to have storylines. They're just going to put on good wrestling shows, which I mean, I can appreciate, but you know, at at some point, like, you know, we watch wrestling for the storylines and for the progressions and for the payoff, you know, like if, if they're trying to make it more of a, um, of a sport per se, like UFC or something where, you know, you legitimately have to work your way up the ranks and, you know, wins and losses do matter, um, then I'm just interested to see how, like you said, the sustainability for for a wrestling product like that.
0: Listen, they're never. I never watched TNA back in the day, but they're never going to have a roster that was as stacked as they had when they had Samoa Joe. I think they had an early Daniel Bryan, or I mean, he was in Ring of Honor, but they had AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. They had a ton of Bobby Roode was there. They had a ton of talent, like you know, ten. I don't know if it was maybe almost fifteen years now, but like you know, in the you know, mid. 2000s, uh, and they still were a blip on the radar. So to think that these guys are going to come in and change anything, I do like the the, the health insurance thing because that's that's awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm sure yeah. that's something that re- you know wrestlers, the guys in the business, are going to be all about. And um, you know, I hope they do well. They've announced Double or Nothing is going to be their next show in Las Vegas, so it's at the MGM Grand, so they're going to pull a decent crowd there, obviously. So you sign Neville and Jericho. You have, obviously, Cody and the Young Bucks. It'll be interesting to how they fill out the rest of this roster. Um, I mean, we can do a whole show on this. They, uh, Brandy said that they're going to pay the male wrestlers the same as the female wrestlers, which, you know, that's needs right probably needs to happen but is chris jericho going to get the same pay as some of these female wrestlers that's probably not going to happen but
1: right well chris jericho did say i'm not here for the money i'm here to change the universe you know like we're going to change the universe um so i mean i guess he's basically saying like you know i'm not here to like you know have the red carpet rolled out for me obviously we have no idea what the what the contract negotiations and stuff like that were for all these guys um but yeah, it, it is interesting. They did sign Britt Baker, who is um, Adam Cole's girlfriend. So she's she was the first female wrestler that that was signed uh, to Aew. So she um, they are having a women's division. Brandy came out and announced that they are having a women's division. And you know what? something uh, that came up like you know, uh, like a week or so ago was that like I was I was hopeful for all elite wrestling. and then I found out that Brandy Rhodes is like their chief branding officer. And I'm like, okay, like we got, we got the inmates running the prison now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I, what qualifies in what world is Brandy Rhodes qualified to be a chief branding officer of a major corporation? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's not a major corporation yet, but if they're, if they want it to be as serious, want us to take it as seriously as they're presenting it. Like, you know, I'm all about women being in, in, Powerful positions, and you know, like, you know, all of those things, but come on, like, you well, were doing it, it, inst- Instagram beauty videos like six months uh, ago,
0: even even know? Cody and the bot. I mean, it would be more impressive if you're signing. You know, if we heard Kevin Dunn was going over, or somebody that's that's been running, you know, Bruce Prichard, or somebody that's helped run WWE A behind the scenes, person. yeah, behind A the scenes, you know, Jim, yeah. Jim. I mean, that's why the Jim Ross thing was huge because he, you know, he was in charge of talent during the Attitude Era. And, you know, he's a, he's a big name, obviously one of the better announcers of all time, but the the people they have now are going to be great in ring. But, you know, Jeff Jarrett tried this, you know, with TNA and of course made himself the first champion. I want to ask you, who's going to be the first AEW champion?
1: Oh, I mean, I I almost think it has to be Jericho. I mean, he's their, he's their biggest draw and he's definitely the biggest star, um, on the roster so far i mean obviously like we don't know like who else they're going to acquire over the next you know month or so um but i, I would say it's got to start with jericho I- as a wild card i could think that maybe um marty scroll come in and have like a huge heel run and uh I- he's got a perfect angle right now because you know he's still under contract with ring of honor and uh it's like you know I- he could use that angle like you've you know, you guys forgot about me, you know, and I, yeah. I was still in an RO, ROH and you guys started this thing without me, um, you know, and you already replaced me with another English dude, <laughs> you know, you got Neville. Yeah. Um, and uh, you saw like he was posting on Instagram um, recently, some some strange uh, captions about AEW, like there was one and he was like, you know, what the WTF is AEW, you know, and then uh, he posted on hangman pages. Uh, post where he was confronting Neville, he said, oh, you got a new British friend already, huh? You know, and I mean, and it could all just be in good fun and joking and stuff, but it could, I feel like, be setting up for some sort of like, you know, Marty Scurll, um angle.
0: I'm getting word from my quote unquote sources that it's 100% that Kenny Omega is going to AEW, I, AEW when his contract runs out. I think it's like the last day of February or, or February 1st, something like that. Uh, which bums me out because I wanted to see him. I'm sure the WWE tried to just back up the Brings truck for him, but he wants to go wrestle with his boys. Um, I, that obviously is, I mean, that's a, again a bigger name for, you know, for the the hardcore fans. But really, if you're uh, if you're the casual WWE fan or the casual wrestling fan, period, Chris Jericho is the only name on here you probably know. You probably remember Cody Rhodes, but. You know True, they're exactly. gonna, they're gonna have to get on TBS or TNT or something, in a prime time you know nighttime spot. You can't be like ROH where I have to. You know I see them randomly. I'm like, oh man, ROH. It's like eleven o'clock on like a Wednesday, you know, randomly on like channel seven thousand. Um, and not not <laughs> to knock them or anything. I just don't. You know, you can't right. find them, and they're owned by a huge companies. Sinclair is like you know owns most you know the news channels around the country. So, they're they're backed by some big money. Um. You know, I hope they do well, but uh, I, I'm going to be upset if we lose some big-name WWE superstars to this because I don't know how how it's going to do, and I'm really going to be upset if you know a guy like Kenny Omega chooses this company over being you know just the possibilities of seeing him wrestle Seth Rollins and Finn Balor and those guys right. on, on the biggest stage. It's just going to bum me out. that you know, It's going to be like Sting where we just never get in his prime, Kenny Omega, in, in the WWE. It's going to suck.
1: Yeah, I mean, the that's the biggest, I, I believe that's the biggest thing that WWE could do to just go, like, go ahead and just freaking kill AEW is to make Kenny an offer that he just absolutely can't refuse. And, it, you know, like you said, just back the Brinks truck up to his front door and just, you know, whatever it takes, whatever he needs, whatever contract negotiations, um, you know, or clauses that he needs, like, just you know cater to him uh, because I do think that that would just kind of like be a dagger in in AEW's in AEW's heart um but you know do you, are, do you think they're going to top all in the the you know OG all in
0: I mean they'll have a a bigger roster of guys now I'm sure I mean Memorial Day is when it's going to happen so they have a good amount of time but they're going to have to fill out this roster with both male and female superstars I would assume that I guess they're, they're going to have a tournament or some kind of they'll probably crown the first champion on that night Uh, Mm -hmm. so we'll see but i mean like i said with the healthcare thing that's smart health insurance and i'm sure they're going to probably tape their their show if they do a tuesday night show or whatever it's probably going to be taped somewhere and then they'll probably just travel for the you know the pay-per-views which will save guys a lot of wear and tear from from traveling all the time so you know i'm sure it's going to be attractive to somebody out there if if i'm them i would really just focus on gobbling up you know they know the young talent around the country you know, the Zack Sabre juniors and all these guys that are kind of bouncing around the Dalton castles. I mean, I, I would think they'd have a better chance long-term of just building their own stars instead of trying to sign Rusev's and guys like that, that are, you know, they're well named guys, but you know, you don't, you don't have the hardcore following that some of these independent guys have.
1: True. And, you know, uh, Brandy was talking about like, you know, building their women's division and stuff. And she was like, you know, she was uh, I can't remember if she tweeted it or if she said it. But I read it somewhere that she was like, you know, yeah, I, I've been scouting all of the, you know, the female talent from you know other countries and Australia and Japan, and all these places. I'm like, yeah, well, so is WWE. <laughs> like, you know, they have the the Mae Young Classic and like they all these women, like they've gotten, you know, pretty much like the best of the best of the best women in the business are, you know, in wwe at the moment
0: there was uh conflicting reports and and i don't know well some some of the like smarty websites were also trying to say that uh you know the wwe took chris jericho off their like their intro video and off their website and moved him to like the alumni page or whatever but i mean it's it's i don't and I'm trying to say that it was petty you know it's it's a business decision i mean he's not involved with, he's, he's yeah. not involved with your company anymore you don't need to be promoting anything he does you know
1: yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it it does seem petty if you're, I mean, but at the same time, like you said, I mean, it is a business, it's about money, and you know, if that's that's what he wants to do, and he wants to kind of, like I said, he's kind of low-key talking shit about WWE, you know? So, I mean, of course they're going to, like, you know, move him to the, to the background.
0: What do you think about the rumors um, from fans that were in attendance, because SmackDown was in Jacksonville on the same night as this AEW rally that they were... Fans that were told to remove their AEW shirts that were sitting, like, ringside by the hard camera or, you know, told to leave.
1: I don't think that that's true. I don't... I cannot see that, like... I mean, who's going to, like, monitor that? Like, the the people who are scanning your tickets? You know what I'm saying? Like, who... Or the the people who are le- like leading you to your seats, and I mean, how many people that were sitting ringside at SmackDown had AEW t-shirts? You know, I mean, obviously yeah. that's a good that's a good narrative and a good story and something that would like you know make WWE look like shit. You know, like oh yeah, you're just you're trying to you know make they're these they're the people, man. Yeah, you're trying to conform these people um, or make these people conform to WWE, but I I don't think that that's that that's true. And honestly, like. It's it, it. was pretty telling to me the amount of people that were at the AEW rally. Like you know, I mean, I, to me, like all the major wrestling fans had tickets to SmackDown. You know, like they act like they were yeah. gonna like you know be this big draw away from SmackDown. And I'm like, you know, you, you know these guys. Like I've seen more people in line to get like sneakers. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's
0: Jacksonville. You're not in New York City. Like you know, there's only a certain finite number of wrestling fans that are going to be there. I'm sure they're. I'm exactly. sure they're around for the SmackDown show.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I said, the wrestling fans in Jacksonville had tickets to SmackDown, you know? Um, And uh, the rally, it, it was funny because, you know, they just showed, like like when you're watching clips it just showed like strategically like the crowd and stuff but then i saw an aerial shot and i was like man that's not a lot of people <laughs> they uh, had this, had this, i uh, tried to
0: find that shot because they were not showing any pictures any of the any of the like the wrestling reporters like ryan satin and all those guys were just kind of totally pumping up this aew thing and i was like show me show me what kind of crowd was there i want to know if there's 100 people or five thousand people you couldn't you couldn't really tell
1: yeah. Yeah. It was not, it was pretty sparse. I mean, there was, a, I mean, it was a good turnout, you know, I mean, if I didn't have anything else going on I shoot, I would have went, you know, like if I didn't have tickets to SmackDown, I would have rolled out there and, you know, um, been part of it. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't very many people. I will say though, I mean, they did have pyro. Yeah. <laughs> so that's saying, yeah. that's saying something. They're like, you know, take that WWE. We got, we got the budget for, for, uh, For Pyro and uh I I was impressed.
0: (laughs) That was probably also a a slight dig at the WWE. I'm sure. Um, Right,
1: right.
0: What did I want to talk about? With oh, what do you think about Conrad Thompson being involved with with that? He was kind of the moderator for the event, and obviously Mm -hmm. he's been involved with the WWE and got limited capacity. They had his podcast on uh, the network for a season, Mm -hmm. kind of doing like a video version and you know if you don't listen to that podcast it's something to wrestle with i'm sure you do everybody who's a wrestling fan does but uh i i would be worried that he's going to get a bad rub from this maybe he doesn't care i don't know but um i'm sure there's a bigger opportunities for him in the WWE
1: yeah i don't think conrad cares uh i mean obviously i have no i mean i have no basis to like base that opinion on but i think conrad's going to do what conrad wants to do and like if they have paid him to be there like hell yeah, he's going to be there. Like I, you know, if that that check is going to cash, I would, I would go too. you know? Um, and I mean, really like his affiliation with WWE is strictly just like, you know, it's, it's the podcast. It's not like he, he does like commentary or, you know, pre-show stuff or anything like that, where he would be like the face of WWE, even though we, as you know, hardcore wrestling fans, like associate him with all things wrestling because he's, you know, the pod father. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think Conrad is too concerned about it. I mean, he'll just he'll just uh, stick his father-in-law Ric Flair to you know put out any fires that he needs to.
0: Oh yeah, of course, yeah. I forgot I forgot all about that one. So uh, we will keep you guys updated on AEW. We you know we're mostly a WWE podcast, but uh, I don't mind talking to some other companies. And if, if they're going to be on national television, I'm going to check them out. You know, as, yeah. as something because we can get into Raw and SmackDown a little bit before we get into some of the Royal Rumble news and and some of the rest the wrestling figure talk that we want to get into, which is you know the most fun part of the show. But uh, it's been tough, Sheena, because we were promised before Christmas that you know the fans were fed up. The whole McMahon family trotted out there with their fake voices in the ring and told us that uh, things were going to change and literally nothing has changed we've been seeing the same match i mean to the point where it's almost like they're trolling us because it's we're still getting the same matches we've been seeing for weeks
1: yeah it is kind of strange right like um it's almost like they they've they've kind of dropped that. I feel like if they were really diving into that, it would be like, you know, this is, they would keep saying it. They would have Michael Cole saying like, you know, this is the new WWE. This is the new WWE, but it's not, you know, like it's not something that they use as their tagline all the time. Um, I, you know, I do appreciate the fact that they, you know, are, they got Sasha, which was kind of a surprise. They got Sasha involved in the Royal rumble match. Um, that's something new and uh, exciting to me that I'm, that I'm pumped for, but yeah. uh, um, I do feel like they kind of trolled us a little bit.
0: Uh, a couple of things about Raw: uh, we, we the show starts with Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley kind of brawling in the back, which I, I do like that we start the show with something other than a promo to start the show. But yeah, the, the week before it just doesn't make sense. The week before Seth Rollins beats Bobby Lashley, and the show ends. And later in this this week's show, we learn that Seth Rollins attacked. Bobby Lashley, what what reason did he have for attacking him if he just beat him the week before? Didn't make much sense. And then uh, uh, Nia Jax just continues with awful promos. Uh, I wish I had the audio, but she said at one point that she was three hundred point five ounces, which I'm sure she meant pounds. But um, when 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 you're three hundred pounds, I don't know if you need to add a point five to the end of it. It's it's already <laughs> it's already pretty right. impressive that you're three hundred pounds. You know but uh she she hit some uh sasha tried to hit it like on a hurricane rana off the off the apron and uh, i'm sure you've seen the memes and the gifs on online uh naya just wasn't having it and just kind of flopped down and caused sasha to land right on her face on the mats outside it's you know was there anything from raw that kind of stood out to you in a positive way i don't want to be too negative about the show it just was kind of disappointing
1: uh you know uh john cena entered the royal rumble match he you declared, know yeah that,
0: he declared yeah. for it yeah everyone just yeah. now everyone now is just declaring for the royal rumble like uh like a michael scott declaring bankruptcy bankruptcy <laughs> <laughs> no, no one has to compete for <laughs> no one has to compete to get in anymore you just have to come down and say that you want to be in and you're you're just automatically in but yeah i mean it was it was cool to see him back in the ring at least
1: yeah, um, I was, uh, you know, something else on Raw that I thought was different and interesting, and definitely a, a new direction from the last, like you know, four years was that we saw Hogan back on. Oh Raw. yeah, true. Um, yeah. so you know that was different. Um, it was kind of awkward. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just because he got such a huge pop in Saudi Arabia that, like, I forgot how muted it would feel over here when he came out. Um, it was just less than a less than stellar return to, to Monday night raw. I felt like uh, the audience was kind of flat. Um, and I felt like Hogan did a good job. I felt like he came out and he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He hit all, he hit all of his marks. Um, he hit me in the feel spot when he was talking about Jean. And can we talk about that mean Jean video package, like oh, crocodile man. tears, like <laughs> running down my face. It was so emotional but it was so good and it i felt like it really did gene justice
0: wwe is uh does a lot of things kind of mediocre but one of the things they do really really well is is you know promo packages and video montages like that they do those so well whoever does those for the company does a great job and yeah that was really well done and you know i've learned more about me and gene in the last week than i've ever known he just seemed like i awesome dude that you'd want to grab a drink with but um yeah that was a cool promo
1: yeah i i thought he i thought he did a good job and then kind of ending it with you know what he thought uh you know would be going on in heaven i thought that was kind of a a cool little um you know end note to uh you know to send gene off and i i I really enjoyed it
0: let me get a lumberjack match between the revival and rude and gable (laughs) which which really really doesn't make any sense because usually when you have lumberjack matches it's because there's like a like somebody that is always trying to run away from confrontation and that really wasn't the case here and it's just kind of confusing but uh we did not see yeah a, a title and change.
1: um it, yeah it wasn't a title change but it's like now there was a weird like you know his foot was on the rope um but then you know i wonder what's gonna happen what's gonna come of that you know what i'm saying like what what are they where are they going with that
0: yep uh we're still seeing mixed match challenge type of matches on the show which i'm not totally against it kind of gives a different twist to you know having some of these guys like jinder and apollo cruz out there Mm -hmm. um the the ronda rousey uh moment of bliss interview thing could have i don't know how they're messing this up but you know alexa bliss is such a good talker and and you know it's cool to be the the first female to get her own you know talking yeah Uh, i
1: i feel like um I don't know what it was about that segment. I feel like Rhonda kind of regressed in that segment. Like, I don't know if it was just her not being in the ring or what, but I mean, she, she delivered what she was supposed to say, but it sounded very like scripted and it just sounded like she had said it a million times in the mirror to herself. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep, it, yep, I, yep. I, I I didn't buy into it like even when she was talking I was like where is this going you know and it wasn't and I mean rhonda has been doing really well like I think she does good on the mic you know um but I I did not that segment didn't get over with me and then obviously you know you bring Naya and Sasha out and they were both awkward too um and then you know Naya drops a couple of uh unnecessary bitches and I'm like okay now you're just trying too hard you know (laughs) Uh
0: (laughs) this
1: is this is weird
0: I like ending the show with Ambrose and Rollins. Uh, we see Ambrose go over, and then closing the show with Bobby Lashley. I mean, if
1: oh my God, stop trying to make Bobby Lashley happen! Yeah, I'm they over.
0: really like him, huh? I mean,
1: what? I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it. I I can't explain it for the life of me. And I've tried. You know, there have there have been people. That, you know, like I told you about the bar, like I was not ever a huge bar fan, but eventually like I was like, you know what? I get these guys. Like I'm, I'm digging the bar. Bobby Lashley has not done that for me at all. Like I just, there is nothing appealing when I hear his music hit, when I see him on my screen, it does absolutely nothing for me. And I always feel bad for whoever he's booked into an angle with.
0: If, and when Roman comes back, he needs to be there. If anyone's booing him, I don't think it happens, but you feel him. I mean, this this Raw roster is so devoid of top talent now. Just with one guy out, I mean, it doesn't help that we have a champion that doesn't wrestle on Raw, and then you know Braun. They're they're still trying to keep him out of the ring, so you're down three guys, and um, it, it definitely feels it, man. I mean, when Bobby Lashley is one of the guys that you're kind of basing major angles around, it's it's tough to watch.
1: Right, and you have somebody like you have somebody that's awesome like Elias, and now you're you're putting him in a match with Baron Corbin where Baron Corbin's beating him, and I'm like, like shouldn't Baron Corbin still be mad about being you know just ripped out of his permanent GM position? Like now he's now he's in this angle with um, Elias. Like I don't know, it it is very strange. And then the whole thing with um, Brock and Braun, like that helped like what was the point of even having that segment like it was it literally moved nothing forward it literally did nothing to progress the storyline like it didn't do anything to get me excited about the match um that was like a waste of time
0: well that yeah, Brock Lesnar probably got paid more for that segment than both of us get paid uh this this year so which is pretty pretty depressing but uh I, I sure. Before we move on to SmackDown, do you think Hulk Hogan will ever be – we talked about Vince McMahon, like, using his fake voice. You know, he doesn't even use a real voice anymore. Do you think Hulk Hogan will ever be able to be on WWE TV without doing a a brother-type voice? Like, can you imagine him in the back just, like, being the commission, just, like, talking like he did when, when he was, like, a judge on Tough Enough?
1: No. He's never going to come out – It's it's like something – I mean, you know, I mean – you have to understand who you're talking about here. Like he is Mr. WWF, you know, like he, when he steps out into that ring, that is who he is. That is what, that is what flows through his veins is that character. And, um, yeah, you're never going to see, see anything. That's not a, let me tell you something, brother. Um, other than that, when, when he's out there,
0: uh, switching over to SmackDown, typically it's been the better show for the last couple months and it continues here we saw a great promo with Daniel Bryan just starting the show outside in in the arena, yelling at the
1: it was. F- oh, <laughs> yeah. it was amazing! It yeah. was. It was everything I could have hoped for and wanted. And even though, like, I feel like you know, people might be like, "Oh, he's just saying the same thing," but he always keeps it so fresh and so like I'm just drawn in. And maybe it's because like inside, like I am, I'm the new Daniel Bryan in my heart. Um, and so like everything he says, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. You know? Um, but him like grabbing that hot dog from the fans and just talking about the high fructose corn syrup and all of the, you know, the cheaply made merchandise. I just, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like I want a new Daniel Bryan shirt, even though there is no new Daniel Bryan shirt. Um, I just need to wear like a a sweater and a tree branch on my t-shirt because, That's, i'm all
0: for it i love it uh, yeah i love making fun of the fans and that have paid to, to be there and also like have no other choice w- of what they can eat besides the food that's offered there. <laughs> <I> <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: oh it's great <laughs> oh, but
0: yeah he is he's definitely coming around i mean if you don't have heels like m-a-e-w how are you gonna have moments like this where daniel O'Brien is you know yelling at people yeah um, well let
1: me tell you let me tell you something brother <laughs> i was <laughs> um i was really impressed with um our truth our truth almost got a near fall on daniel bryan i was like whoa this who is this guy you know um so i was i was excited to actually see uh daniel or our truth um and daniel bryan i thought that was kind of cool that was a
0: cool match i also like the mysterio uh samoa joe Siena, almost mustafa ali match and i'm really hoping that we get a uh Ray Mysterio, Almas kind of feud heading into WrestleMania. Somebody on Twitter, I forget who it was, brought up like maybe having it a hair versus mask match or something that would be pretty cool. It is, oh wow, you know, it is semi racist yeah. that these two guys have to be in a feud together. You know, <laughs> I mean, we didn't yeah. we didn't see Almas do anything until Ray Mysterio came back, and then they just throw the two uh Latin, Latin American guys up against each other. But they have a great chemistry in the ring.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they're both just incredible. um wrestlers you know i mean you're not going to put that much talent into the ring together and um not expect it to be electric
0: for sure um other than that there wasn't too much from uh, this show except for you know the main event seeing uh becky lynch become the number one contender and Mm -hmm. i'm telling you sheena they're gonna mess this thing up somehow because now how is becky going to be what she can't lose to Asuka. Can she be, and then be in the Royal rumble and then win that?
1: I mean, if she wins, she obviously can't be in the rumble. Um, I mean, but there's a million, I was actually talking to heel husband about this today because I, you know, me, I'm trying to like overanalyze and like over map and fantasy book the way that I want this to go. And he's like, Sheena, there are a million ways between now and mania that we could still get, you know, um, Rhonda versus becky or versus charlotte you know it, it, at mania and i'm thinking to myself but how you know um because now like you said they've got oscar versus um oscar versus becky and if becky wins then you know what like so so is sasha going to take the the belt off of Rhonda, you know like that's what i'm you know i don't know
0: yeah, and then also if Becky if Becky beats Oscar at the Royal Rumble, what was the purpose of giving Oscar the belt just to take it away from her? Uh, I did like that uh, the black and white T shirt on Becky with the uh, the jean shorts, very uh, familiar outfit uh, from someone else. Looks
1: like somebody else I know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah beer beer drinking uh, redneck would wear. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. That was that was a cool match. Those those three, I'm sure I could probably watch those three wrestle, you know, every single week. Uh, I just don't know how this is gonna play out and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's not, you know, good enough to fantasy book and know exactly what they're gonna do, but it definitely... true. we're
1: never satisfied when we know exactly what's gonna happen. We're like, oh my god, we know <laughs> exactly. exactly what's gonna yep. happen. And now that we don't know, we're like, God, this is the worst.
0: <laughs> you gave you gave our truth some props. I'm gonna give Carmella some props. I didn't think she'd be able to hang with uh these two. And um she she reminded yeah. me that she's still, you know, she still should be up there as a contender. Uh, maybe move, maybe a move to Raw where she's not, you know, with with these like kind of hard hitters. But uh, she definitely has a place, you know, more than just a gimmicky type of you know dance break character.
1: Yeah, you know, well, it's funny because you forget because she's been lumped in with the dance break and you know the mix match mix matched challenge. Um, so you know, but when you put her in a situation where she has to elevate herself she does you know i've always i mean i've like i've loved carmella i always thought she was a great heel when she was miss money in the bank um when she was champ i you know i thought she's awesome um and i do i, I wish she could get to work with more of these hard hitters and heavy hitters so that she can you know show what she's made of
0: i thought you were gonna say checks mix challenge that sounded like a good uh, that's like <laughs> oh my god that sounds win. like a
1: chat yes oh my god some puppy chow challenge like, there you, you go know, that's that's me yeah
0: uh, so not too much on Raw or SmackDown to move things along. It is kind of de- you know I don't know when we're gonna see these new wrestlers that we were promised a, a fucking month ago. What the <laughs> hell was that? <laughs> what is going on? Supposedly a couple of them have debuted on like uh, some dark matches. It was either a dark match or a main event uh, because I think they keep up the main event banner for for the dark matches. Uh, I don't I don't know why you know why did not they just save it for the Rumble? If they're gonna, we're almost there, we're a couple weeks away.
1: Yeah, they just. Um, I feel like they. They uh, panicked. They definitely they just panicked. Did, they panicked. I told you before when they did that, they were just grasping at straws. Like it was one of those situations where they were like, "Oh my God, we have to address this, but how are we going to address this?" And they did it by promising us by being political, just like you know AEW. They're making us all these empty promises to like you know appease us, um, and then you know not delivering on those once we fall for it.
0: All right, so that's raw on SmackDown. You can definitely hit us up. Uh, if you want to show some love to the show, you can check out ProWrestlingTees.com. We have an official Chick Foley shirt now for, for sale there. Just type in Chick Foley in the search uh, at the main page. For $19.99, you can get a shirt. You can go a little bit nicer with the, uh, the soft style for $4 more, which I highly recommend. And, yes um they're great about shipping there are always different deals going on so check back there often and uh we were giving away a i think it's a what's a wwe elite nxt ember moon which is a great figure uh randomly to, to one of the people uh that purchased the show by the end of the uh, by the end of the month here so we'll uh, we'll tally up all the people that p- purchased the shirt and show us some love uh check us out there at pro wrestling Tees.com. they have a bunch of uh all elite wrestling shirts already i'm sure they were printed up ready to go as the uh, announcement was made but uh uh so that's raw and smackdown let's get into um some royal rumble news and and takeover stuff before we get into our uh, our go figure segment uh we talked about kind of the sasha ronda dynamic for royal rumble becky and asuka that's going to be um an ongoing thing we didn't really talk about uh Sasha getting a title match what do you what do you think about her kind of being thrust back into that main event uh is it just kind of a, a one and done you think and then she's back to the the, the, the women's tag team titles that we also haven't heard anything about.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought Bailey and Sasha were going to be our first uh, tag champs. And then all of a sudden, you know, now Sasha's in the you know main event picture. They should just, they um, should but... just walk
0: out with them next week and just say, oh, we're, we're the tag team champs. That's, that's, exactly. They just gave them to us.
1: We declare we are the tag team champs. Yep, there you go. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited about it. I think Ronda versus Sasha. I mean, we know Sasha is... Amazing, you know, despite what we've seen for her her poor booking um, over the last like year and stuff, um, Sasha is incredible, and she is one of the most athletic women on the on the roster. Um, and I think it's going to be a great match between her and Ronda. The thing I'm worried about, though, is like you said, is it a one and done type of situation, just a you know a stop before Ronda gets back into her um, you know her feuds with Becky and Charlotte and all and all those heavy hitters like we talked about earlier. Um, but it could be a situation. They, this could be a new WWE like they're promising us, and who knows? Sasha could win the Raw Women's Championship. I mean, she's been the Raw Women's Champion before. She could totally do it again. Um, and, you know, that really opens up Ronda for a lot of possibilities, um, you know, going forward.
0: Maybe Ronda loses, then Ronda... Run- joins the rumble and challenges becky who wins the title at royal rumble as well
1: yeah that's it's, what i'm saying like, that's what i was telling you your husband was like giving me all of these like <laughs> you know different pathways and avenues that it could happen so I, like i said i'm excited to see how it plays out um you know i i love women's wrestling so i'm going to be entertained in any in any case but um i am excited to see sasha back um you know at the top where she belongs and kind of breaking away from bailey I, I don't dislike bailey but i feel like sasha's definitely superior in her abilities and talent to bailey even though together they've had some of the best women's matches that we've ever seen but um you know i think i think just sasha versus ronda is going to be amazing
0: and we also yeah, we're all- receive word that the bar is going to put their tag team titles up against the miz and shane mcmahon
1: Yeah, I, you, your guess is as good as mine on this one. I don't know where they're going with this. um, This Shane McMahon, um, Miz Angle, it's just been kind of weird from the beginning. Um, Like they they like each other, but they don't like each other. And Shane doesn't want to be in this tag team, but they both have like these daddy issues. Obviously, you know. Like I'm like, what is happening? Like why is uh why why are they even together? And what is what does Miz have to to gain from this i know he kind of touched on it you know that his dad was so he he was so obsessed with shane mcmahon and you know he said he would be proud of him and all of this and so like but i mean the why like why is this all of a sudden like coming up that miz has these daddy issues
0: yeah it is weird and i when i went to that house show uh back around christmas time they're average you know they obviously always advertise well smackdown live is going to be back in baltimore on blah 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 i think it's like april 2nd or something it's, mm-hmm. that, uh, it's the i think it's that go home it's actually the go home show to wrestlemania and um they're advertising that the bar is fighting shane mcmahon and miz so this is this is going on till wrestlemania
1: yeah which leads me to um you know this point that shane always has like Some seriously like convoluted uh, mania angles. Like he he came back in his return, and then he got thrust into this um, feud with Undertaker for um, you know power of Raw or like control of Raw. Um, And then you know he had a weird angle where he was teaming with Daniel Bryan against um, you know they were they were in charge of SmackDown, but they were having a feud with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, And now this whole Miz thing, and I'm like it. To me, these are just, these are like matches that you just kind of like put in a Yahtzee cup and like shook out and it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to put Shane with this guy, you know?
0: Yeah, it it does feel weird, but, uh, I mean, Shane always puts on a good match and, um, I'm a big fan of the Miz, but, uh, I love just super evil heel Miz much more than I like, uh, I I love this trophy Miz, so We'll Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there, um, Tell me more about NXT Takeover Blackpool. Will you going to be watching that? Is there is there anybody on that show that I should know as a casual wrestling fan that you know a year or two from now is going to be on the WWE main roster?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, But. to, like, I haven't kept up with uh, NXT um, UK as much. Um, I mean, I'm fully, at this point in my life, you know, um, you know, full-time mom and, you know, working and all of these things. Like, I'm fully saturated at the moment with with wrestling, with what I've got on my plate. Um, but I will be watching all of the NXT UK takeovers because, I mean, takeover is always amazing. Like, doesn't matter if it's in the UK um, or the US. So, um, it's going to be on the 12th, so... Saturday, January 12th is when, um, NXT TakeOver Blackpool is going to be taking place. And, uh, Pete Dunne is going to be fighting, uh, Joe Coffey for the UK title. And I mean, Pete Dunne has been the UK champion for, I mean, like a year and eight months now. He won it like May of 2017. So, um, anytime he's defending, like it's, it's pretty, it's going to be a pretty awesome match. And, you know, I, I, love Pete Dunne. Um, also Ray Rip, Ray Ripley, bleh, excuse me. Rhea Ripley. Is that how you say her name? She's versus Rhea, Tony Stewart. Rhea
0: Ripley. It's yeah, it's a tough, Rhea, it's a yeah. tough name.
1: Whatever. I, whoever, whoever spells your name like that. Come on. like yeah. You need, you need to punish your mom for that one. Um, Ray Ripley versus Tony Storm. Um, that should be a good match. I don't know if you watched Tony Storm at all in the Mae Young Classic, but she's pretty, pretty freaking awesome. And then uh, Mustache Mountain is taking on a tag team called the Grizzled Veterans, um, and they're going. It'll, it'll determine the first ever UK Tag champs. So that's a pretty big match, um, you know, because they're introducing the UK Tag Championships.
0: Awesome. We need more titles for sure. Uh,
1: <laughs> you know they're you know they're they're cashing out on all these uh, all these freaking titles, man. Like these and like the UK titles are really really pretty. Like if they I are nice. they're nice, like, they're very nice. Yeah. yeah. If I just had unlimited, um, you know, throwaway money, like I would have me a, like a title room for sure because those things are beautiful.
0: What did you think about the Ty Dillinger tweet the other day? It uh, sounds like he's uh, retiring or, or, or something. What's, what's, uh, what's your take on that?
1: I mean, what's he done and what's he done in like the last, like, you know, what's he done recently that you care about?
0: Yeah. <laughs> why true. would
1: it, why would, you know, why wouldn't he, uh, go ahead and, and cash it in? I mean, I guess you always, you know, maybe he's just going to take some time off. I mean, they all come back. He can retire and then unretire if, if the timing is right. But, uh, you know,
0: yeah, I think it's something maybe to do with concussions. He Just to paraphrase, it, like, thank you for believing in me when others didn't, for being my voice when I was afraid to use mine. I enjoyed it all. Uh, 17 years ago, I stepped into the ring for the very first time. There's been ups and downs, blah, blah, blah. But thank you all. So I don't know if he's just hanging up the boots or what. He was kind of vague on that. I, I do remember a couple years ago when he came out in the 10 spot uh, at the Royal Rumble. I think it was 2017. huge got, mm-hmm. got a huge pop. And then,, uh, we never saw him uh, really again, so,
1: yeah, ty dillinger, the the tin chant was over, yeah, <laughs> that for was sure. it was it was totally over. Um, I have something a little more obscure to to ask you about. Um, okay. so recently at a at a wrestling show, um, I don't know if you know who uh, uh Priscilla Kelly is, but one of my, one of my she, favorites, yeah yeah, yeah she was wrestling this opponent named tuna and um like something yeah you know let me let me preface this this statement by saying like you know you and i like we grew up with like the new generation and like the attitude era and like we've seen some things right like some pretty crazy racy like disgusting things right like boss man like pulling big show around on his father's casket like lita and edge bumping uglies in the middle of the the squared circle like boss man feeding al snow like Pep his dog pepper you know like there's been some pretty disturbing things in the wrestling world um so it's pretty hard to shock me at this point in my life but i can honestly say seeing this clip i wasn't watching this match um live but obviously it like set the wrestling world on fire and i was i saw it um and uh it shocked me so getting back priscilla kelly she's taunting her opponent and she asks her opponent that is named tuna if she wants to taste the tuna oh god okay like first of all i'm like okay what Like in my mind, I'm like, okay, I know where this is going, but like, is she gonna like what kind of move is she gonna do here that's gonna like, you know, put her, you know, her girly parts in this girl's face? You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought it was gonna be something like that. No, 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 no. She proceeds to reach her hand into her trunks and like raunchily remove uh, this used tampon and smash it into her opponent's mouth.
0: Oh my God, Um, come on, this can't be real.
1: Oh, please tell me, can you just pull up your Google machine right now and okay. like you need to Google this because you're just going to be like – your mouth is just going to drop open and then you're probably going to close it because you're going to be like a fear that somebody's going to smash a tampon into it. But <laughs> it's, like,
0: it's always been a fear of mine, yeah. <laughs>
1: But it was so it was so crazy. And like, obviously, like I said, you know, there was the people who like uh, vehemently like vilified her and then the ones who came to defend her. Jim Ross, like literally like retweeted it and said, embarrassing. Um, And of course, she came to defend herself and she was saying, you know, like, oh, so, you know, dicks are funny, but, you know, vaginas are gross and disgusting. And here I am. I'm here to defend i can't believe i'm saying this on a podcast but i'm here to defend the vagina i don't think that people think that the vagina is disgusting i think no that
0: no it's, I, it's I, great I, yeah
1: it's great like i mean seriously
0: well, i'm with you We're, we agree on something here <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was the, it was just like the shock factor of like, what? Like I can't, like what made you think to do that? You know? Um, and it was, it was pretty, it was pretty insane. It was one of the craziest things that I've seen, um, in recent wrestling history.
0: Yeah. The girl kind of looks like a, uh, like a dollar store, uh, Ruby Riot kind of
1: look. She was in the May Young Classic.
0: Oh yeah. See that here? Yeah. I yeah, (laughs) she stressed it was fake, it was Kool-Aid or Hawaiian punch or something. I mean Oh yeah, I'm sure
1: it wasn't real. I don't think I don't think for a minute that she legitimately pulled out her like real tampon and put it in her opponent's mouth. But it was the visual and the way that she did it was just like insane. But I mean people people popped for it. I mean, and they, they did a, you know, a, a chant, uh, I won't repeat it here, but they did a chant for her. And I mean, I guess, you know, when you're in this kind of industry, like, I mean, she got attention, you know, and is there any such thing as like bad attention? Like I didn't really like follow this chick at all, but yeah, now people know, know her she name is. now. Yeah. yeah. People people know who she is. Um, it is kind of sad
0: I- that, um, you know, female wrestlers have, have worked so hard to, become legitimate and then you have you know someone pulling out a fake tampon which i'm sure yeah you know
1: yeah it it is kind of like come on like you're better than that like there's got to be something more creative than um you know than that yeah it's like, Um,
0: like getting flowers and crying after a match you know it's not it's just not cool
1: yeah and you know uh it's like um all the uh the what's the word i'm looking for um the affair angle that we have going on with uh mandy rose and naomi you know i'm like okay like women's wrestling like can we just not you know have a, the extramarital <laughs> affair thing happening on on tv every week like come on
0: yeah i mean that is kind of cool that they're actually doing something with like a the female wrestlers that's it's not you know it is a little you know kind of
1: a little more campy
0: (laughs) yeah it is campy but it is cool to see someone they're not fighting for a championship they actually have a a, a, you know some sort of storyline that's involving them true you know actually true
1: and i think i think um you know i think mandy rose is really good i think um i think they're kind of coupling her with the usos to kind of like get a little bit of that like they're they're um you know what's the word i'm looking for like their star power
0: I do like her new uh, her new theme song.
1: I don't think I noticed her new theme song. No, I'm trying no. To,
0: I'm trying to play it right now, but it's not playing. So yeah, it was cool to see them do something different, and I like to see Naomi involved a little bit more. But uh, I don't know if this is going to go anywhere. You know, it's. Uh, I mean. It would be cool to see the Usos, not that I want to see the Usos split up, but, you know, turn one of them heel and make them, yeah, I did I did hook up with Mandy or something, and, like, he becomes the bad guy, and, you know, just to give him a different angle.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Well, I mean, especially, like, you know, the twin angle, they could, like, like pull a little twin magic on Mandy. Oh, there you <laughs> go. That would, yeah,
0: that, that would that would make things a little more, uh, yeah, give it yeah, a, a, a cool twist. Interesting.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I could get down with that
0: all right so uh we will get into a full royal rumble preview i guess that would be next week's show
1: uh
0: or that would show after but we'll get you know in the next yeah. next couple of weeks we'll do a full royal rumble preview uh, we will have you know uh, a list of who's in who's not in and maybe we'll go through some some possible surprises uh so that'll be fun but now it's my favorite part of the show it's our weekly segment called go figure right if you're new to the show myself and sheena are pretty big wrestling figure collectors and that's really the main crux of how we started this podcast and uh we're gonna talk about what we purchased this week some news of in the wrestling figure biz and what's going on there so sheena do you want me to start or do you want to get started on what we what we purchased this week
1: i'll let you go first this week
0: okay i uh a couple things here i purchased a uh going to my uh, son's birthday party for one of his little daycare friends so i I purchased a a john cena wrestlemania elite from big lots for 10 bucks to give the kid just because i wanted you know i'm tired of giving kids dumb presents that i don't like i want it to be from you know if it's from my son i want it to be something that he likes that he can maybe get this other kid into wrestling so uh, i think that yeah so uh, i got that i did add to my uh WWE New Generation Collection. I wanted to talk about that and give a shout out to uh, a buddy of mine on Instagram that's been hooking me up. He is an Elite Collector two one five. He's been selling off a good um, uh, portion of his collection, and you've been giving me some advice on on who to pick up. And I picked up an Elite Jerry Lawler, Rocky Maivia from uh, his Survivor Series debut, uh, a Diesel Hall of Fame Elite Lex Luger with the uh, the USA Trunks, and a uh, Yokozuna elite as well so i added those to the collection and i'm going to get those displayed in the next coming months as i have the uh the basement redone and all this work done to the house uh and i am still waiting for the uh wwe retro series 7 to hit my store i was hoping to brag about picking those up we'll get to those and and some of the news from the wrestling figure business but uh that's it for me a little bit later this week what did you add to your collection this week sheena
1: well, you had a bigger week um, than I did, but uh, we got <clears throat> a ringside exclusive stone cold. Um, it was uh, the bionic redneck vest. It's the black and red. Um, it's a little bit harder to find. So we we were able to get that um, loose. And then we also got uh, Elite 12 Randy Orton. It's, you know, he, him. He's got the brown, like the molded T-shirt with like the tribal viper on it. Um, so we were able to get both of those loose via um, via ebay and then we got oh our awesome follower big mouth aj um he sent myself and the baby face an awesome christmas present so he sent the baby face like the little plush seth rollins figure um which he loved and then he also sent us the chase kurt hawkins figure um so it's him with like the um the black um the black gear on and then the vest so yeah i was really excited because we had the we had the og kurt hawkins and now we have the chase
0: yeah, big mouth AJ. I guess my uh, gift got lost in the mail, bro. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. He's pr- he's probably known you longer than he's known me. But yeah, I've been looking for that uh, that Kurt Hawkins elite figure. That's a nice looking fig.
1: Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, I, the face scan is perfect on that. I love like the hair sculpt and like the beard and everything. Um, I love the puffy vest. Like it, they they nailed it on those Kurt Hawkins figures
0: let's get into the uh we saw a couple sneak peeks of some f- uh figures coming out this year uh, and i want to get into that uh elite 66 uh on yeah. com. they've had some pictures leak out i wanted to get your thoughts so there's this is the the It's nikki cross the bludgeon brothers aj styles uh kurt angle and uh kevin owens Ke-
1: mm-hmm. what, what yeah, do you think um Oh, I I'm loving Elite 66. Um at least like the Bludgeon Brothers, those figures are amazing. I remember when the when they first debuted, like I was really skeptical of their whole like, you know, dynamic and the gimmick and everything, but I was thinking to myself like these are going to make some amazing action figures and they did not disappoint because these action figures are so dope they come with the the giant hammers and the big cloaks with the hoods and you know um additional hands and then you know you got rowan with the sheep mask and uh they absolutely nailed it on uh, on those figures and then nikki cross like i'm excited for the whole sanity set um but yeah they really they did a great job on nikki as well
0: Uh, i'm not i'm not a fan of her face it looks a little too barbie-ish for me but i agree with you on the bludgeon brothers i think especially in in a time in wrestling where a lot of the guys are just you know just guys as a kid i'm sure my son's gonna love to play with the bludgeon brothers because it's you know it just gives you a different look and you know kind of a throwback to the you know the campy gimmicky 80s you know legion of doom type of wrestlers and uh those 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 figures look awesome uh the aj styles is nice it's, it's i mean the, yeah, the, the scan is pretty good expect. but yeah it's the an Caroli- aj style the figure. carolina
1: blue I, I like the carolina blue um you know the uh the ko so you got like the um the fight anyone and he's got the yep 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 shirt um that comes with it as well but there's also a chase that's so the KO mania shirt so be on the lookout for that uh, because there's two kevin owens in this in this elite 66 set
0: and then you get the uh, the Kurt Angle USA with the Raw shirt mm-hmm. and the uh, super derpy uh, smile face. <laughs>
1: from, yeah. His, from his shield,
0: Kurt Angle from face. his shield run. <laughs> uh, so yep. that was cool. Uh, that's a good good set there. And those, you I know, said, those Bludgeon Brothers look really awesome. And then we're going to get into the uh, NXT elites that are going to be hitting shelves, I guess, in the next month or two at Target. These are. All on my wish list. These are all awesome,
1: dude. Dude, this series is like it's one of those like gotta have them all. You know, it is so freaking incredible. Like I think, I mean, collectively, I'm pretty sure this could be the best Mattel Elite series that there has been. That you know, all in one in one series. Um, I mean, there is just not a figure in here that is not fire.
0: Yep yeah, the, uh, the 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 uh, entrants are Ruby Riot. Drew McIntyre. Dude, that was the
1: best one. You freaking Yeah, that that is the best figure that there is in this one. Well, I don't know. Alister Black's pretty incredible No, too. I think
0: the, I just wanted to go through them all and then we can talk about them. But uh Drew McIntyre, Killian Dane, and Alister Black. Uh I I no, I think the Ruby Riot is is straight fire, but that Alister Black, the tattoos. I mean, it's 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 a toss up because they both look great. I think the, just the, the the smile on Ruby Riot's face makes me mm-hmm. go with the Alistair Black a little bit more. Uh, but I mean, this is her NXT figure. So she was a, she was a, she was a face back then. So we can't really falter for that.
1: But even now as a, as a heel, she's got like that smirk, you know, like that very, like that, that shitty grin. Um, I mean the Alistair Black figure, I mean, that could be one of the best figures ever. I mean, the tattoo detail is in freaking sane and the face scan is spot on, um, I mean, I cannot wait to get this figure in my hands. And like you said, that Ruby Riot. like I was looking at close-up pics um, the other night and it was just like, I mean, all the detail on her tights and, you know, on her tattoos and everything. It is just... I mean it, it. It's crazy. I mean, it looks exactly like it's like you just shrunk her. You know, like I yeah. mean, it is it is legitimately like you just shrunk her. And I'm gonna go on the record right now and say it's the best female figure ever made. Like I, I wow. you know, I thought the uh, the Elite 65 uh, Naya was gonna like be the top, the cream of the crop, but after seeing this Ruby Riot figure, I gotta I gotta uh, make an amends to that.
0: And I mean, it is. You, you've been doing this longer than I have. These are obviously four superstars that have never had a figure before uh in their current iteration do you do you you feel like when they when they first do figures for for people that they're never a hundred percent like they always have to like work out the kinks because these guys all look awesome i mean they did an awesome job is that is that something that you see sometimes when guys have never had a figure before that they kind of don't look a hundred percent True.
1: Well, it's it's hard to say that because the technology has changed. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so now you know they got the true the true scan technology and all that stuff that that really captures these people in their in their real form. It's not like they're just like you know swapping the heads on these different figures and swapping the pieces out. Like it's um, I. I I don't know. I think, um, I mean the Drew McIntyre is definitely a step up from his, uh, you know, what was it? Series eight. I think, um, his elite from series eight. I mean, it was like, it's like a totally different figure. If you put these two figures side by side, you wouldn't even know that this is the same guy. Um, he had like the knee pads with like the X's on them and stuff, uh, in his series eight elite. But, uh, yeah. I, I think all of these are uh, amazing. Hideo Itami, uh, he was supposed to be in this series too and that I mean he's awesome as well, but I think he's getting pushed to to series 5. Um and uh he was actually the weakest of the series um and that's saying something cuz he like his his figure is still pretty freaking awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean he just he's kind of a basic guy. There's not too much detail to him. He doesn't have the the cool mm-hmm. gear the tattoos so but yeah i'm even the drew mcintyre i'm looking forward to him because he's you know obviously of all these guys these four he's you know the most popular as far as on raw kind of every week mm-hmm. you know fringe main event type guy now you can add him to your collection and, and use him so um, yeah i'm
1: kind of partial to alistair black anytime there's a figure that's released from an event that i was at like i have a little bit more of an emotional tie you know like nxt uh t- in NXT Orlando, like I, you know, we were there, and Alistair debuted, and so yeah, I'm like, okay, I, I feel this figure.
0: Nice, cool, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm down for all of them. We uh, definitely follow both of us on social media. I've been trying to, to post and retweet stuff on our Twitter at Chick uh at Chick Show, whenever we find stuff out in the wild. And um, as I spoke about those retro mm-hmm. series seven, uh, Shawn Michaels, Sheamus, Kurt Angle, and Chris Jericho. Uh, they are hitting stores and people are seeing them. I think, uh, it's been like Tennessee and Illinois and California. I have not seen them anywhere yet here on the East coast. I don't know if anybody else has, and I'm dying to get my hands on them. They lowered the price to like less than 10 bucks. They all look pretty cool. The Shawn Michaels, the, the head is, is, is pretty awful, but everybody else is pretty mage. And, uh, I'm looking forward to adding those to the collection. I'm going to, I'm going to double up Sheena. I'm going to go four for four for in the package and four loose.
1: Whoa! Yeah, it's a big Whoa. it's a big
0: move for me here. <laughs> I've also oh I, I I'm sorry I've also bought like ten retro figures from I totally forgot oh, that on on the on the purchases I've just been like a every time I drive by a Five Below I stop in and buy like two Finn Balors or a Sami Zayn and a Ko and just like been hoarding them and I've been tr- selling a couple of them on he, eBay for a pretty not a pretty penny but just making a little bit of extra cash on the side but uh, anybody mm-hmm. who anybody who needs any definitely hit me up
1: nice
0: um so yeah those are our uh, figures of the week and uh like i said we are sharing all that stuff on social media sheena has been letting you see some uh glimpses of the uh the wrestle wrestle cave or whatever what do you call it what do you call it the, the, mark cave? Cave. the mark cave okay yeah, yeah. perfect perfect yeah. um so um, let's get into our retro wrestling recommendation of the week uh we both have wrestlemania uh, sorry royal rumble matches listed here and they're Both two of my favorite matches of the last 10 years. Let's go with yours first.
1: So, mine's more of a recent retro. Um, It's Royal Rumble 2015, which was a triple threat match between Rollins, Cena, and Lesnar. Um, And this was really where, you know, Rollins like, was established, he established himself as, like, a main event player, you know, in this. I mean, he was Mr. Money in the Bank at the time. And, uh, you know, it's pretty timely that this is our retro wrestling recommendation of the week because, you know, Rollins is back at the forefront of being a main event player. And, you know, Triple Threats, like, for the most part, it's kind of, like, it's, it's not my favorite gimmick, you know, because normally it involves just a bunch of, like, people, like, you know— fighting and then a guy pretending to be out for a few minutes at a time so the other two can fight and then he comes back and somebody else is out um so but this was not like that at all you know like this is probably the best triple threat match that i've ever seen um it was just like nonstop, intense and you know like the the whole plot made sense so um definitely go watch this triple threat match between uh, seth rollins john cena and brock lesnar because it is a classic
0: great match and for what i can remember it's been a probably a year or so since i've watched it lesnar gets laid out early in the match and he's kind Mm -hmm. of he's kind of out for the first 10-15 minutes just you know through an announce table or something and that it kind of you know as far as lesnar just dominating in matches it it gave a little more realism to it that you know this guy's you know he's now he's wounded and he's not 100 percent, and you know that gave rollins and cena more of a chance to to show off what they can do great great match man i remember watching that match at home here it was awesome uh my my pick is john cena versus aj styles you know i don't know if this classifies as retro but i don't you know i don't really care it's a great match from royal rumble 2017 ton of close falls i mean cena one of cena's better matches you know i'm sure styles elevated him to his game but uh, a fun match and i watched this one from jimmy's famous (laughs) seafood they have you know every pay-per-view they you know get people there they have special drink specials and food specials and you know the whole bar was filled with wrestling fans had a table with a with a bunch of friends and um you know every close every close fall i mean it's just cool being in a bar and you know just with a bunch of wrestling fans and everyone's you know going crazy over every near fall and you know going crazy for everything going on in the match And it was a, a fun experience and uh it was it was just a great match i try to watch it every six months or so because it's one of my favorites
1: yeah, that's when um, uh, John Cena won his sixteenth world uh, world title.
0: Yep, that's so, his last yeah. his last one, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, until uh, who knows? I mean, yeah. he's he still got one in him. He could uh, he could beat the Nature Boy uh, with seventeen. So I, I I have no doubt that eventually we're gonna see John Cena with seventeen world no, titles.
0: No, I think his gimmick is just gonna be um, freaking out about not having a WrestleMania match and then losing the Royal Rumble and then freaking out more and then. Losing the elimination, <laughs> losing the elimination chamber. Uh, uh, Undertaker, I'll fight Undertaker again, and then he just <laughs> Undertaker beats him every year. <laughs> That'd be fun. G-
1: give me anyone. Yeah. Oh man, I love that.
0: Oh, uh, we did, uh, we, yep. we didn't talk about it a couple weeks ago where uh, I think it was on Raw, where or it might have been SmackDown, where uh, Cena came back and was talking about how he had a, such a crazy year. And uh was going through all the things he did in 2018 and like none of them had anything to do with wrestling. It was like, you know, I lived no. in, I lived in Japan yeah. for 6 months and then I filmed a movie and and you know, it was a crazy year and I was like, "Well, did you do any wrestling?"
1: Not, nah, not at all. Um <laughs> he did ha- he did have a pretty wrestle a wrestle-free year other than, you know, uh the the first part, but yeah. It it was not it was not Cena's year, but that's okay. You know, uh I felt like it was a good time to remove Cena from the, you know, from the picture and let a couple other guys rise to the top and um you know it's I, it's been nice i i don't mind cena as a as a part-time popper inner if you will
0: yeah popper inner yeah i like that yes. <laughs> um speaking of popper inners, we have our this is an awful segue but we have our listener uh email of the of the question of the of the week listener mail mm-hmm. i just totally butchered that one. Oh well uh it's our our buddy Zach Eagloff, he has a great question here, and I'm, I'm stumped on this one. I don't know what I pick for this, but um, who, in your opinion, is the most overrated wrestler of the Attitude Era?
1: Who's the most overrated wrestler of the Attitude Era?
0: Yes. So we're going overrated this week, and we're going specifically the Attitude Era. Uh, definitely give Zach a follow on, on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, he's... Despite being a Steelers fan, he is a, a great guy to follow. He does a lot of our, our audio segments, and um, I'm pulling up his. He's got a weird Twitter account, but uh, it's Z E Golf, G O L F. He's a good, good guy to follow. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say The Rock, but.
1: I don't think. How, how, what makes you say The Rock?
0: Just because the Attitude Era, I don't know if he was 100%. I mean, he had the promos down, but he wasn't like how he was when he was fought, fighting Austin. I, don't know. I consider the Attitude Era kind of when he was just, you know, the Die Rocky Die and, and him fighting for the Intercontinental mm-hmm. title. And I, I feel like he kind of rose to power more after the Attitude Era was kind of at, out the door. But um, mm-hmm. I, don't know. I mean, I'm a huge Rocky Mark. I don't know if he's – that's just the first name that came to my head for some reason. I don't know –
1: I don't know why. Interesting. I was thinking maybe Triple H um, as the most uh, overrated. I don't know. Um, I feel like there was a lot more like talented guys than him. I mean, I uh, that that's the first one that comes that comes to my mind.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a great question. I mean. There were some big names at that time of year, at the time of uh, the wrestling biz, but there was also some guys just kind of. There was just so much talent. You go back and listen to some of those uh, some of the Wrestle With podcasts when they do the you know the late '90s shows, and you know the, the first two matches on the card are guys that are probably Hall of Famers that, uh, that really just didn't get a chance to to do much of anything. So, yeah, yeah. great question. Definitely uh, hit <laughs> us up, askchickfoley at gmail dot com, uh, and and follow us on social media. Uh, yeah, the- well, we
1: got some random merch of the week um, oh, that yeah. I wanted to That's talk right. about because yes. uh, it's it's pretty crazy to me. Uh, we found this lot of Hasbro cards that are like that were on eBay, and someone paid. This is a this is a sold listing. Um, someone paid fifty dollars. Um, sorry, the Hounds of Justice are um, <laughs> you know are are causing a little bit of chaos over over by our door. So um, it's a lot of hasbro cards just the card no bubble no figure anything um and someone paid 50 bucks for them i mean it's like you know a pretty good lot i mean they're i mean if you had like the actual figures uh it would be pretty incredible but i'm wondering who the hell bought these paper cards for 50 dollars and why yeah what you are know, you know like do are, with they, those? I, are they like somebody who's like, oh my gosh, like I got a bubble. I got to figure like if I could just find a card for this, <laughs> like I could, I could make a deconstructed, you know, Hasbro display. Um, it was, it's pretty interesting to me. Like the, the things that people buy, like, I'm like, man, I feel like I should just go like dig through like the trash and see where I can find these and you know, put them up. Cause there's, there's several listings for Hasbro cards.
0: Yeah, it's weird because they they have the rip mark, obviously, from where you took the bubble off of it. So it's not like you can present them anywhere. You can't like display them. I mean, it would be yeah. cool if they reprint those with like without the you know the rip mark because they are they are a pretty cool design to them.
1: Oh, the design is awesome. And some of these are pretty ripped. Like it's not just the outline of the bubble. Like some of them, like the, the actual, like backing has come off, like with the bubble. Um, so yeah, it's pretty interesting. We'll toss, we'll toss a picture up on the Instagram. Um, and if it was you that bought these Hasbro cards, like, please let me know, like what the heck you're doing with these and why you paid so much.
0: Yes, please do. And I, I, um, uh, I reached out to the person that was selling that son Michael's sexy boy stripper hat. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I messaged him on on eBay, which you know it's a crapshoot if anybody ever messaged you back, unless you're wanting to buy something. But uh, I just, right. said, you know, where did you get? The, uh, at first, I asked like, do you have anything besides the small? He said, yeah, I got the large too. I was oh, like, oh, awesome! Uh, I was like, yeah. which. <laughs> cool i'm gonna buy it now but then uh, i was like where did you where did you get this stuff how did you you know come across this and he said now i was a big merchandise seller back in the 90s like when you know during stoke Cole was hot and i was like can i get you on my podcast i do a wrestling podcast he's like well i don't really know what the hell a podcast is but uh yeah i can i can Uh, record something with you so uh maybe get him on next week's show and uh just for a minute i don't really know what i'm gonna ask this guy but uh, a minute or two just to pick his brain about uh how he got into the biz and maybe he has some cool stories about selling merch back on the uh, attitude era might be cool
1: yeah that would be cool uh
0: so that's our show this week uh like i said we'll get heavy into royal rumble maybe we'll talk about some of our favorite royal rumble memories on next week's show hopefully raw and smackdown are better And I'm sure we'll have some wrestling figure news. Hopefully at that time I already have uh, Retro Series 7 in my grasp and I can uh, brag about it here on the show. But uh, definitely hit us up. We love talking to you guys on all social media platforms. And you can find our show on, obviously, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, SoundCloud. Basically anywhere you find podcasts, you'll be able to download and listen to our stuff. We appreciate the love. And uh, the the followers have been growing and growing as we go along each week here, and hopefully it continues to happen. So uh, spread the word if you're a wrestling fan, if you're a wrestling figure fan, if you're a collector, definitely uh, let your friends know.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thanks for all your support, guys. And uh, like I said, grab yourself a T-shirt. If you do grab yourself a T-shirt, please be sure to tag us. We will repost repost your picture wearing your chick full of show t-shirt um we appreciate the support and you know all proceeds go back in to help us bring you all the good stuff that we want to bring to the show this coming year
0: all right well i'm gonna go do the Chex mix challenge and um
1: yeah i think i'm gonna go do the arby's beef and cheddar challenge okay
0: i I was i was was hoping you weren't (laughs) gonna make some sort of tampon joke there that would (laughs) have
1: Missed opportunity. Ah, uh,
0: damn it! Oh, we didn't talk about Bandersnatch or Bird Box. That's been on the that's been on the script. That's gonna get the cutting room floor. Maybe we'll do a we'll do a Patreon episode about those two because you need to watch Bird Box. So let's let's. I wait. know. I
1: do need to. I do need to get on the Bird Box bandwagon. I was on the Bandersnatch bandwagon, um, and I thought that was pretty freaking awesome. But yeah, I will. I will get my Bird Box on uh, sooner rather than later.
0: Next week we'll review WWE 2K uh, 13 on the show because we've been. <laughs> Feel like that's how long we've been talking about doing that too, but uh, oh, I did want to say just uh, you know I'm sure no one's listening anymore because the show's over. But uh, you posted something on Instagram about your uh, your flip camera, and I have literally I'm going to send you a picture. I have literally the same exact one. That has the same Aww. exact like. I left it on somebody's boat or something, and it got ruined. But like the back of it has like you know just like bl- the bleed marks on it. it. Doesn't work. I don't know if yours still work. Mine doesn't work, but no, mine works. Exa- mine looks exactly like yours. Like you know, we had the same like teen years. Aww,
1: flip yeah. cam yeah. twins.
0: I know, right? Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't mm. remember what I did with that thing, but that was it. That was like right before cell phones became, you know, yeah. able I to was, do that uh... kind of stuff.
1: I was filming lush hauls for YouTube on it. Uh, lush is like a cosmetics, uh, like they, they have like package free, uh, more natural handmade cosmetics. And I would like film lush hauls and post them on YouTube. That's what I was doing. Oh, I need to find Folks. these now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've made them private at this point. Oh no. Maybe oh man. Dig them up somewhere. But yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty amazing.
0: Do you still have, <laughs> you do-, do you still have that hair that you had in the, uh, Elvis Presley, uh, Photos.
1: Oh, I was so blonde, like like so blonde, like attitude era, like you know, blonde.
0: You need to have like a retrospective, like a monta, like a Mean Gene montage of all the Sheena Phelps like hairstyles over the years. I think
1: we need to. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you'd be amazed. Yeah, it's been pretty
0: crazy. (laughs) I mean, I've had like the same hairstyle since like high school, so I know it's different for girls. I know, obviously. So.
1: (laughs) Oh man, what a tangent, but. Awesome. If anybody's still listening, thank you for <laughs> because uh, yeah, you got a little behind the scenes actions with uh, Chicken Phil. All
0: right, there you go. So, uh, thank you for listening, Smarks. Stay classy, and we will talk to you next week. Yep. Man. Hey.